Good Sunday morning. You're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire to inform and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. Good Sunday morning, and hopefully you all will have a blessed day today. I don't know how many of you have ever cried out to God, but there comes a point in your life where there are situations that happen so uh, so many times. I mean, it just seems like one thing happens after another, or you're in a situation that seems like you're in a dire strait, and or you've been waiting on the answer from the Lord, and things haven't changed yet, or you're on your job, and you really want out, and you just don't know what to do. And there comes a times when we just cry out from the depths of our soul, Oh, God. And sometimes you think that God is not hearing you. So you get to the point and say, oh, God, hear my prayer. And that's where many are at right now in in their life right now. They're crying out to God and say, oh, God, hear my prayer. Oh, God, are you listening to me? And I just want you to know that God is listening to you. You know, when we get to those points in our lives, I believe that's a time where we're longing for an answer, but yet we're learning how to wait upon God. We've done things in our lives before where we cried out and God has shown his mercy and his grace in our life. But here we are in this point again, where we feel like we're just not going to be able to make it. And many times you're just going to have to reflect on God's mercies and God's grace from times past in order to get you through. It is on those times that you're going to have to go to the Bible and get a word from the Lord and hang on to it to the point where that's all, if that's all you know, that's all you say until God begins to really enlighten your soul and begin to ease the burden and begin to deliver you from the situation, begin to give you the answer to the problem. And you know, we've all been to that place where we just cry out to God, Oh God, hear my prayer. And that's what David did in Psalms 61, starting at the first verse, he said, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. I can remember the times I'm on my knees and like, oh God, like I prayed about this before. I don't see the deliverance coming. I don't know what to do. I'm getting tired of waiting. So you cry out unto the Lord. So, oh God, hear my cry. It's like being in a pressure cooker. You know, if you ever ever wrestle with someone and you just say, I'm going to hold them down until they say, uncle, it feels like you're in a pressure cooker with the truth trials of life and they're weighting you down so until you're crying out uncle in other words i give i quit let what me do you up. want me to I do need yes. reprieve mm. instead of i quit our cry is oh 
God. And it's the cry of a desperate person when we are desperate for God to come rush in and see about us. The good news is that we serve a God who does come rushing in to yes, see about you. He said, when the life, the trials of life are overwhelming and when the pressure is, it feels like it's more than you can bear. He will come rushing to your defense. Oh God, oh God. hear my prayer. Hear my and prayer. we are praying to a prayer hearing and a prayer answering God. Yeah, David, he, he speaks about it like I almost fainted unless I've seen the goodness of the Lord. And I know some of you have, have been to that point and you've said that out of your mouth. You said, I almost fainted. And right now, some of you are feeling like you're you're getting ready to faint. You're feeling feeble and you're feeling weak. You're, you're turning aside because you, you seem like you can't find any anything from the right hand. You can't see God on the left hand. You can't see God. When you look up, you can't see God, but God is there and you feel like you're overwhelmed. It's just like when David, when he was running from Absalom, I mean, Absalom was his son. Can you imagine that his son was trying to take over his position? And so he's crying out to God. You know, I feel overwhelmed. What do I do? This is my son. How can I go against him? How can I kill him? This is my son. And you may find yourself in the situation now that you feel like you're back is against the wall and your enemies are pressing in on you. But yet you say, oh God, when my heart is, is overwhelmed, as David says, I will go to the rock that is higher than I. He didn't say I will go to counsel uh, my counselors and my princes and my governors. He didn't say I'm going to counsel with my wife or my mother or my sister, but he said, I'm going to counsel with the rock that is higher than I. And that's God. And you know, in the, in the message Bible, it says it like this. It says, God, listen mm. to me shout, bend an ear to my prayer. When I'm far from anywhere, down to my last mm. gas, I call out, guide me up high rock mountain. Mm. In other words, I don't have anything left to lose. I've lost everything that meant anything to me. And you, dear God, are my last gasp, my last hope. If you don't help me, there'll be no help. If you don't deliver me, there'll be no deliverance. If you don't come see about me, I am out of hope. I am out of resources. So my prayer, my last plea is to the only wise God, my Savior, the rock that is higher than me. Oh, God, would you come help me? Come see about me. And that's what I would admonish you to do today. Those of you who feel like you're at wit's end, you're at the end of your rope, make a desperate plea. You've been begging other people, crying to other people, telling everybody your trouble. Go to the one that can help you, the rock that's higher than everybody else, the one that can answer your cry. Call out unto him. Even in desperation, God understands your despair. God understands your hurt. God understands your anguish. Cry out unto him. Oh, God, if the pressure is so great, if the trouble is so overwhelming to you, when I am overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than me. And you need to make the plea that David made when you find yourself up against a wall. Oh, God. 
My God. And you know, some of you feeling that God has abandoned you, that he has turned the ear from you. You're feeling that you've done something so bad that God has, it, it must be that God has turned away from me. But I want you to know that God has not abandoned you. And that, you know, in the word, it says this, it says that he hears the cry of all those who call upon him. So just cry unto the Lord and God's, God is faithful. He is going to give you an answer. I remember one time when I just, I was just, I was so overwhelmed. I mean, it's indescribable of how I felt. I cannot really describe to you what was going on or how it felt like, like you were talking about, like there was pressure upon me. I, I just could not even verbalize. When I would get up in the morning, I would hate to go to work. And when I, when I did go to work and then when, when the work day was over, it was like, my head was just bowed down because it was just so much going on. And I absolutely thought that God had forgotten me. And I had a vision where I was falling and it was just before I was I hit the ground. God had taken his hand and swooped me up and lifted me up. And you know what? Some of you may feel like that right now, but I want you to know that God is not going to allow you to fall. He is not going to allow you to fail. He's going to come right in and give you the answer. If he has to move obstacles out of your way. And really, when you begin to think about it, God, and you really begin to open up your eyes, you're going to see how God has moved things out of your way, how he's changed situations. If you look at your days, you know, you sometimes you can be so overwhelmed that you don't look at the goodness of the things that God is doing in your life because you're so focused on the trouble that's going on in your life. But if you just sit down and think about that one day, like they say, take one day at a time and realize and think about what God has done in that day, then a praise will come up out of your mouth and you begin to, your head will be lifted up and you'll begin to stand and know that God is hearing your prayer. And I do pray that for each and every one of you that is hearing this today, don't give up, don't faint, don't run. God is right there with you and he's going to carry you through. And look at it from a God perspective. You know, when you said that God doesn't let you fall and fail, we have to see that from a God perspective because what we call falling and failing right. is not the same as what God calls falling and failing. In other words, David's kingdom it looked like had been ripped out from under him. His son had betrayed him. His son had turned the heart of the people against him. That to most of us would say, I have fallen and I have failed in being the king and the leader of my people. But God wasn't, as far as God was concerned from a God perspective, it's just a test. So don't you know, you've got to see it from God's perspective. If you look at Job, when he went through the trials and afflictions he went through, you and I would count that as though we had already lost everything. God has forsaken us. God didn't answer. God didn't come through. But but that is not from a God perspective. From a God perspective, he is being tried and tested and tempted but God's testimony had already gone forth on him and God's word will not, cannot return void. God said he is a perfect and an upright man and he loves good and hates evil and he will not, he will not forsake me. So God had made a testimony of, of Job and he was going to live up to the testimony. God, the, God had bragged on Job is what he had done. He had bragged to the devil. So what I want you to know, so in the course of Job for fulfilling the word and the will of God. He had to go through valleys and he had to go through depression and he had to go through what felt like despair and huge overwhelming, but he was going right where God had 
always meant for him to be. And that is through the trials and afflictions of life that he might come out on the other side. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going through the valley. Don't think when you go through the valley that trouble is not going to burden you, that hardship and affliction are not going to be your friend. Don't think that as you go through the valley that you will not have to cry. There will be difficult days for sure as you go through the valley. But the promise of God says, I'm going through the valley. And that's what you find in verse number three. You find David relying upon the promise of God. David relying upon the providence of God. In Psalm 61 verse three, he said, thou has been a shelter for me and a strong tower from my enemy. Think about it. I'm running from my son. He has forsaken me. He has tried to rip my kingdom. But when I look back over my life, I can say, surely you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from my enemy. I'm running. Yes, I'm running. But God has spared my life. I'm out here like an outcast and an exile from my own kingdom, running from my own son. But when I think about it, it was the mercy of God that spared me. You need to see this from a God perspective. It could have been worse than it was, but God has spared you for such a time as this. And when it's all over, when it's said and done, your latter shall be greater than your former. Just cry out, oh God, hear my prayer. And you know, I'm reminded when you're talking about the afflictions, there says in Psalms 119, it says this, it was good for me that I've been afflicted, that I might learn your statues. And you were saying that there's some good in, in the situations that you're going through. And that is definitely the truth that God will not have you to go through things, but without you learning who he is. He said, it was good for me to be afflicted. He said, because then I learned your statues. Then I learned your word. Then I know who you are. You know, Job has said this. He says, I've heard of you by the hearing of my ear. He said, but now I see you. These are the times that we know who God is, is when we are able to go through those situations. But all of their revelation came at the end of their trial. It was when Job had already had his encounter with God. Mm -hmm. He had already been corrected by God. He had, then he could, then he could say, now I see that I have spoken of things that were too wonderful for me to understand. And surely you can do anything. That was his testimony. Then David could say it was good. I have been afflicted after he was afflicted, but as he was going through, he was just like you and I, he was crying out. Oh God, he was just like you and I, he was saying unto God, Lord, where are you? Have you forsaken me? He wondered just like you and I, what is this that I am going through? And why must I endure even Jesus upon the cross? said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? When you're going through, it doesn't feel good at the moment, but you know, because the promises of God are sure that he will bring you out because that's the promise he has spoken over you. Absolutely. And that's the way you can give the testimonies of God to someone else. When someone is trying to deter you from believing in God, when someone tells you that he is not a healer or my cousin died from this or my sister had this disease or then you can stand and say, but God, he healed me, but God, he delivered me, but God, he is the keeper, but God is the devil's boss because now you have experienced it. You know, it's too late now 
now, you know, the like they said, the devil should have came some time ago. Yeah, but he came too late. Now I've seen God and now I believe him. And there's nothing that you can do to tell me that he does not deliver. I know you're going through some times, but if you can remember how he delivered you before, if you can remember, and that's exactly what the David did. God. He is the same God. And that's exactly what David did. He started out crying out to God. Oh, God, hear my prayer. He started out like that. But at the end, he, he went on to say, you know, it was good for me to abide in the sanctuary. He now knows that God is hearing his prayer. He now knows that God, as he said, you are my rock and you are my shelter. He now goes into a praise where he started out. He was saying, oh, Lord, hear my prayer. But before it was all over, he was praising the Lord because it was brought to his remembrance how good God is. I mean, listen, the only way you're going to see God is you ascend up into where he is. And I'm telling you that he will relieve that pressure, that he will comfort your soul. Oh, God, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When my heart is overwhelmed, Prayer is lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock higher than I, oh Lord. When my heart is overwhelmed, I'm asking lead me to the rock. Father, lead me to the rock. Higher than I, oh Lord, higher than I. Sometimes the weight of this whole world will try to slay me. But a strong tower from the enemy you have been for me so I need to find our place it's a special secret place there I feel is warm when my heart is overwhelmed I'm asking you Lord lead me to the rock that is higher than I There is a place in God that will elevate your thinking, that will elevate your spirit, that will elevate your soul up above where you are right now. It is the God perspective of everything. When I can see what God sees and understand from the perspective of God, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You need to think about the things of God, whatever things are lovely and pure and just and of a good report. Think on these things. When my heart is overwhelmed, I don't want to start complaining and murmuring and griping about what I don't have and what God didn't do and what my circumstances are. But I want God, Lord, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. And Psalms 18 and 2 says this. It says, the Lord is my rock 
and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Isn't isn't it good to be kept by God? I mean, he is my stronghold, meaning that he surrounds me and he's, he's unpenetrable. He can't be knocked down by any enemy, but that in him, he is my refuge and he is my rock. He is my deliverer. He's where I found safety it says that when the name of the lord Lord is a strong tower and the righteous can run into it and they are saved i mean he says the name of the lord just the name of the lord is a strong tower where the righteous run in and they are saved i mean there is no name greater than jesus name matter of fact it says that every knee shall bow to the name of jesus christ there is nothing that can knock jesus down there is nothing that can make him move out the way there is nothing to make him cow down it's, it's nothing that would make him back up but remember, it is jesus the song we used to say in the name of in jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus we have the victory that's right. and that's because when you are hidden in jesus that's when right. you are hidden in christ there is nothing the enemy can do against you that's why in the bible they beat the believers and they said you can do anything you want but don't you dare preach that name of jesus because there's something about the name something that's another song i know i was about singing but i'm gonna leave it alone (laughs) something about the name jesus when you run into the name of jesus you find safety and shelter and deliverance from everything the devil tries to do to combat you you find the shelter in the name of the Mm. lord the name of the lord is a strong tower impenetrable tower a fortress a mighty god is the name of the lord and you can run into it and be safe how do i run into it you know when you're driving down the street and you have that near wreck what do you say jesus Jesus. that's how you run into the name of the lord you just call on his name just call upon his name Jesus. Oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm even, I, I dare you. I, I, <laughs> I double dog, you just say, I double dog, I double dog dare you this morning, right where you are. Call on out of your mouth audibly. Call on that wonderful name of Jesus. There's so many na- songs about the name of Jesus. Another song we used to say, it's the sweetest name I, I know. know. That's right. Storm clouds right. may rise and strong winds may blow, but I will tell the world wherever, wherever I, I go. go. I found a savior. And he is sweet, I know. My God, you know, we, those, all those songs are coming up, you know. Like he says, God is my rock. He's my rock, my shield in the middle of a week. <laughs> The Lord. That's right. That's right. He'll never, no, never, never let, me let me down. He's just the wheel, wheel that I, I have found. found. I'm telling Hallelujah. you. <laughs> no, it's not a wheel. He's just the jewel. He's just the jewel. That I have found, hallelujah. You know that song, okay? Hallelujah. hallelujah. All right, yeah, that's he the song. A wheel, but he's a jewel. You're right. Yeah, he's a jewel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
is. But you all know that song. I'm telling you, whenever that song plays, I mean, you just get happy because you're mindful of the things that God has done for you. I mean, he is my rock. He is my shield. I mean, he's my shield and he's my buckler. When when the enemy starts shooting those darts, those fiery darts, he's the shield by faith that I raise up and say, oh, no, 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 that's not going to happen, right? That's not going to happen. He quenches all the fiery darts. All of them. Because he is my shield. You know, when you begin to start thinking about all the things that God has done, your spirit is revived. You begin to think about the things that God has done for you. And out of your mouth will come a hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's what he's talking about. He said, it's good that I've been afflicted. He said, therefore, I will learn your decree. You know what a decree is? A decree is your statement of what God is. When you begin to decree a thing, it will happen. You'll say, God, you are my shield. God, you are my deliverer. God, you are my keeper. God, you are my strong tower. God, you are my counselor. And you begin to start running those words off of what God is to you. And I'm telling you, you might not see it, but the enemy's got the back up because now they're hearing the word of God. And you're speaking the word of, of the word of God and the enemy cannot penetrate you anymore because you are taking a stand. You have drawn the the line in the sand and said, God is my rock. God is my shield. And watch and see how things begin to rotate and to turn into your favor. And that's what David said in the last verse of Psalm 61. Yes. He said, listen, I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. now that I'm recalling all of this to mind, now sing. that I'm decreeing and declaring it, now I will sing praises unto thy name forever that I may daily perform all that I have vowed in your presence. Things are not what I want them to be. Things are not what I expected them to be. I did not expect to be running for my life from my son. I did not expect to lose my kingdom at the hand of my son. I expected to give this kingdom to my son. I expected my son to walk in my footsteps, but he has turned his heels against me. And now I am in exile from my own kingdom at the hand of my own son. Things are not what I had hoped or expected them to be. But, but I know when my God. I start thinking about God and how much of a refuge, a deliverer, and a strong tower he is, how he has delivered me and kept me and never felt fallen short of his promises in my life. I've got to make this last declaration hmm. before I close this psalm. I will sing praises unto the name of my God forever. I have made some vows unto him and I'm going to keep every single one of them. them. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to give up. Oh God, not only have you heard my prayer, you have answered my prayer. You have encouraged my heart. You have led me to the rock. You have made my night turn today and I'm going to sing praises to thy name. Oh God, forever and ever. Father, we thank you, oh God, for what you are doing in our lives. We thank you that, God, that you are encouraging our soul, that, God, when the pressure, dear God, comes upon us, that we can, Lord, just recount and decree how good you are. When we think about your goodness and all that you've done for us, that our soul will shout, hallelujah, thank God. God for delivering me. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ that God, that when our, our testimonies would be, it would it is good that I've been afflicted for in the affliction 
I've learned your word. I've learned your statutes. I've learned to be obedient. I've learned your character. I've learned your attributes. I've learned who you are, God, because you've been my shelter. You've been my shield. You've been my keeper. You've been my rock, oh God. You have been all in all, dear Father, and I just thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. When my enemy Thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.